Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Battle. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. I think football is something that actually might happen. Uh, I'm more optimistic every day now. Well, and you should be optimistic. And if you want to be really optimistic, this is a segue. Go to Bill Bar. It'll make you feel happier about yourself and your life in general. You'll just be a better person because you know you're eating well and you're eating the right things. You're not eating something with a gazillion carbs in it. You're eating something that's good for you, that tastes terrific, and that uh, has fewer carbs than most of other competitors like Cliff Bar and stuff like that. BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. Go out there and check them out. Absolutely delicious. Jimmy and I have had them. They're great. Also, Nico Sports, N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com. My main man, Julio, still has a Tua Tungle-Vailoa football, um, and you need to go get it. $99. Part of the proceeds go to that Make-A-Wish Foundation of Alabama. Um, it's just unbelievable football. It's, it's gorgeous, $99. Listen, you spend $99 to go to a movie, when we used to go to movies. You used to spend $99 for your whole family to go to the movie, and all you did was leave with shame and disappointment. For $99 this time, you get to have nothing but respect for yourself and for Tua Tungle-Vailoa and for the Make-A-Wish Foundation of Alabama. Go check them out, NIKCOsports.com, NIKCOsports.com. They're the best in the business, Tua Tungle-Vailoa football, 99 bucks. You can't afford not to have one. Jimmy, you did exactly, a radio show uh, what kind of Exactly. What kind of theater are you leaving in shame? Do we want to know the answer to that? I don't think you do, because when I said earlier that you take your family, I meant me go by myself. And, <laughs> and the shame and disappointment was very real. Um, so, but let's go back to your radio show, which you do every Thursday at 10 o'clock. I uh, was just wondering what you guys talked about there with Randy, Randy Kennedy down in Mobile today. Yeah, Randy, I uh, do a little radio show inside the Crimson Tide weekly on Mobile FM radio. Um, and... Today we had special guest Tony Sukalas from uh, Bama Insider from the Rivals Network. Tony's one of the talented beat writers that uh, covers Alabama football. And uh, we actually had Alabama football to, to cover. Here, here's the interesting thing, and it's kind of segueing into what I want to really focus on today is, you know, in terms of recruiting is, is who we might sign. Uh, Tony interviewed Terry and Arnold uh, in the last couple of days. That story's up on BamaInsider.com. You should check it out. Um, Tarion uh, is of interest because not only is he a, a national top 100 football recruit and, and is thought to be uh, seriously considering Alabama, if not leaning to Alabama, uh, he also picked up an offer this week from Nate Oates in Alabama men's basketball, uh, making that two nationally elite defensive backs we're recruiting in this class who really want to play basketball as well as football. And Nate Oates has offered both of them, and Nick Saban has given the okay uh, per the kids uh, for 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 the kids to to compete in both sports. And Alabama hasn't really had uh, a combination of football basketball player. I'm just guessing, and I'd have no idea. I'm just saying it's human nature, Luke. I think if you're going to project who's going to sign with Alabama on the defensive side of the ball, Alabama already has uh, two commitments uh three commitments on that side of the ball 
a safety, a linebacker, and a defensive tackle. Uh, if you're going to project what that class is going to look like on defense, I would include both McKinstry and Terry and Arnold. I, I think it, it helps Alabama, not only of, of Alabama's willingness to allow them to play both sports, Luke. I would think it would be a draw to those kids that they do it together. It's such a unique experience uh, that the fact that they're both going to be in the same class, both play defensive back, and then both join the basketball team. I would think that would be appealing to both of those kids that they're not going to do it alone. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have a question because I'm not 100% sure of the answer. That's generally why you ask questions. Um, okay, so if Kool-Aid and Terry and Arnold both play football and basketball, did they each count as a scholarship against each respective sport? Nope. They would both count, by rule, they both count against football alone. They would not count against basketball. That's why Nate Oates, in particular, has to be real excited about this because you got to like the price. You're getting two scholarship-worthy athletes uh, and not having to expend a scholarship on either one of them. Now, you're not going to have them on your team until January, until the Alabama football season is over. So they'll be joining the team, right, basically when the conference game season is starting. And then once spring practice starts, they might have to miss a game here or there uh, to practice football because when you're on football scholarship, football has to come first. But, but by rule, by rule, if you play football and basketball, you must be on football scholarship. So it would count against the football. Nate would be getting two high-quality walk-ons. I dig that, man. Uh, that would be incredible, and I would love to get both of them. There's no doubt. There was certainly some buzz the other day that Kool-Aid McKinstry has is, is got LSU high on the list, too, and he does, but I, I still think he ends up at Alabama. At least I, I feel that way right now. Um, there have been some other recruiting tidbits out yep. there. Uh, a defensive lineman out of Texas, I think, that you seem to like a lot. Uh, Alabama leads for him. And a, line, a linebacker out of Florida that Alabama seems to lead for, according to 24-7. Boy, those guys are great. Uh, I would just say real quick, in terms of a, a defensive projection, just while I'm on a roll, uh, today, in terms of the defensive line, I would say that Alabama's in good shape for, and I would project Alabama to sign uh, in addition to Anquan Barnes on the defensive line, Tim Keenan, a nose guard from Birmingham. Uh, in addition, Shamar Turner, a fantastic uh, defensive lineman from Texas. And uh, Damon Payne, a defensive lineman from Michigan. Uh, it, it would be a, an outstanding group if Alabama was to sign all four of those guys. Uh, Turner and Payne were national elite guys. Keenan is a very solid in-state guy. Uh, Barnes uh, probably, you know, has some upside. Won't be rated as highly as the others, but certainly has some upside. Alabama saw him and wanted him first. So Alabama certainly a high on a minute. Linebacker, an even better group. An even better group. I, I think Alabama's in good shape for about five guys at linebacker just a year after signing an incredible group. At linebacker, Deontay Lawson from Mobile is already committed. Kendrick Blackshire, an inside linebacker from Duncanville, Texas, an Alabama lean. Jeremiah Williams from Birmingham, teammates with Tim Keenan. I like Alabama's chances there. That's going to be a classic Alabama-Auburn battle. Ian Jackson from Prattville, uh, love him. National top 200 guy. Uh, 
he'll be one of my favorites in the class if, if Alabama is able to land him, along with Dallas Turner uh, from South Florida, uh, who is one of the nation's best linebacker prospects. He's a pass rusher from uh, Fort Lauderdale, St. Thomas Aquinas, which which just produces so many great players. It's unbelievable. They're, they're almost the Alabama of high school football in, in the state of Florida with the amount of high-level Division I prospects they produce. So I, I really like Alabama's chances with all five of those linebackers. And then at defensive back, uh, Alabama already has Kane Williams at safety. I like their, their odds to add Terry and Arnold, the safety we just discussed that's the football basketball player. At corner, uh, it would be an outstanding duo for Alabama to land. Jaquincy McKinstry, the two-sport star from Pinson Valley, Maybe Jason Marshall from South Florida at the other corner, who, who's really as good as McKinstry, which is a hell of a thing to say, but Jason Marshall is, is the equivalent of signing McKinstry. You get those two corners, maybe throw in Tuscaloosa's Kamari Lassiter as another in-state corner DB to add to the group. Uh, I, I think that's basically where I would project this defensive class to be today. And, uh, wow, it would be a home run. It would be a home run. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that would be a home run. And I was going to ask you about Jeremiah Williams because I know Auburn is very hot and heavy after him too. Uh, And I think he's incredibly talented, and I think that will be a good battle. And I I certainly hope that's one Alabama comes on. I could go either way. I could go either way. That's not not an Alabama lock, people. That can go either way. And a big part of that is because Alabama signed four outside linebackers in that last group last year, and, 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 and that's going to be used against us, and you can understand why. Uh, so any other recruiting tidbits out there, Jimmy, before we jump to something else? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, uh, we'll see about upcoming commitments. I won't be shocked if Ian Jackson from Prattville commits soon. Christian Leary is supposed to commit within the next couple of weeks, make a public commitment. Alabama is thought to lead on him. He's a wide receiver from Edgewater in Orlando. He can fly. He runs like rugs, has a skill set a little similar to Waddle. I think a lot of people are going to compare him to Waddle because of his size to me, he's more like rugs because what stands out about him is a straight line speed, you know. So, so to me, he's more rugs than Waddle. I don't, I don't know that he's got Waddle, shake and bake, or ball skills because Waddle, shake and bake, and ball skills are, 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 are practically David Palmer level, practically. So, uh, but I love Leary. Leary would be an unbelievable addition to the two big-bodied receivers already committed in this class: Corey Brooks and Ajay Hall. I'm going to go in a bit of a different direction here for a second because Ole Miss and Southern Cal just signed up for a home-and-home, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, I just like the idea of Southern Cal coming to play uh, at, at, at Ole Miss, you know, at a place that um, – has a lot of history and, and, you know, it's not all great history. Let's not, let's not go crazy, but um, (laughs) it, it does have a lot of history and it is a pretty famous campus. And then I like the idea of Ole Miss going out to um, Los Angeles and, you know, it just, it's something that I always love to talk about is, you know, what would be some good matchups for you and not necessarily just Alabama, but I mean, anybody, I mean, I think that um, something I've always wanted to see Alabama, Washington or Alabama, Michigan home and home. I just thought those would be kind of cool. Um, 
you know, other people, you you can sort of get off the wall here, even if you want to say something like Alabama, Syracuse. I think that'd be kind of cool. I, I'm, you know, I know we got Oklahoma coming up, and I dig it, and I appreciate it, and I went out there last time we played them in Norman. I know we got Texas coming up. Now that one's cool. I like that one a lot. Home and home. Um, I, I dig the Wisconsin one. That's unique. Uh, but I, I wanted something, and I know we got Virginia Tech. I mean, we got a bunch of them coming up, but. Um, I wanted something a little different than Alabama-Penn State, even though I love that rivalry. I just – let's spread the love a little bit, but also be um, – I also have to be cognizant of the fact that when we schedule these sometimes, you have to have recruiting in mind to a degree. Now, Alabama-Wisconsin, maybe not so much, but uh, Alabama-Texas is smart scheduling. I mean, you get to go to Texas again, and I don't even know if we'll play at A&M that year or not, but regardless, we get – all Texas eyes are upon us twice that year. I think that's really smart scheduling. Playing UCLA or USC is smart scheduling. Hell, playing Washington right now, they got like two of the top ten players in the country in that state this year. That's pretty damn smart scheduling. If, if we were to do that's it. Right. There's so many, so many great traditional places to play, so many great places to visit uh, in this country. Uh, it would be fun just to kind of go through a list of, of things that would be fun uh, so much consideration has to go into scheduling, though it all begins and ends with money. Uh, and, and there may be factors that we don't think of that, that, that someone like Greg Byrne uh, knows, uh, you know, well about, you know, about, you know, the money. I mean, obviously, scheduling has to has to begin there where there is a budget that has to be met. But I think it would be cool to, for Alabama to play in places like Annapolis, Maryland, at the Naval Academy. Uh, West Point against the U.S. Army team. Uh, how about Boise, Idaho? You know, the the, the to, to play on the blue field at Boise. Um, that that's 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 sort of interesting to me. Just random Power Five programs that you never ever play, like uh, uh, just 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 pick random. Purdue. You know, maybe Purdue, maybe yeah, uh, Kansas. Let me, let me stop you there. Let me stop you at Purdue. I've been to Purdue. I went to a, a Purdue game when they played Ohio State. First of all, it's it's like Starkville with more engineering, um, and it uh, it just was it was fine. But I don't need to do that again. I don't necessarily want to do gotcha. that again. But I, I, you were definitely onto something, and this is something I, I have never understood, except for the money part, which is a big part. Why schools like Alabama or Texas or Oklahoma don't do this more often? Schedule Army a home and home. Schedule Navy a home and home. Now I get it. It it it, it but financially it doesn't make a ton of sense. Goodwill. It is. I don't think you could put a price tag on it. And and then you got it's a difficult preparation. A difficult preparation to play those teams too. True. True. But I think you play them first game of the season, or you play them. After a bye week, you know, before somebody, you know, before you play an easy conference opponent or whatever, you you figure that part out. Um, because look, especially right now, yeah, well, Army did go to Oklahoma and take Oklahoma to overtime, I think. But um, you know, and Navy yeah. has uh, had a bit of a history. But do I really think that Army or Navy could play with Alabama right now? I really don't. And Oklahoma's style of play was so unique and different that, uh, and their defense was so bad that Army was able to control the clock any way they wanted to. 
Um, they almost look like at times when they were running the ball, they look like Eddie Lacy when he was running against Michigan State in 2010. Like, somebody tackle my ass, please, because they going to be mad at me. And it looked like they would go run 10 yards and fall down because they wanted – it was more important to them to run the clock. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just thought – I think that's such goodwill. I mean, I don't really want to do it to the Air Force. That's too far out. Uh, God bless you Air Force people. Uh, but, um, you know, for – and and somebody who's good at geography would probably say, Luke, Philadelphia is just as far as blank from Alabama. And I'm going to be like, I'm okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I just always thought that'd be kind of cool. I don't want to do that. You mentioned Boise. I don't really, I don't want to well, legitimize. It seem like a great Boise place to visit. It. <laughs> I, I just, I just, it's a yeah. interesting uh, color scheme. I want to see our, our white, our white and crimson uniforms on that blue field. That would be interesting. I got to say, it is it is interesting. I just they would be down the list for me. But um, anyway, the whole thing was brought about because Ole Miss scheduled uh, Southern Cal, and it there had been a bit of a lull in these big scheduling games. There for a while, there it seemed like every day you were hearing about Oklahoma and LSU or Clemson and A and M or Alabama and and Texas, and and I was like getting super excited. And now it sort of tailed off, I guess, just with all the Rona. So, Jimmy, let's uh, talk about whatever else is, is going on Alabama-wise in basketball. Um, they, the composite came out. Alabama finished at 21st. I, frankly, you know, I think that's a little low, uh, but I get it. Uh, so, you know, Josh Primo, five-star by one service, but he did reclassify, so somebody may not rank him quite as highly because he is one year younger than what he sh- should be to be in this class. Um, but I also think it's deceptive, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, because when you factor in Jordan Bruner, and I think you factor in Javon Quinterly, you've got two guys coming in, uh, one of which was arguably the most uh, wanted transfer in the market this past year, and one of which was a former five-star. I think you factor those two in, and all of a sudden, that recruiting class is, is pretty fantastic. And the SEC had five of the top ten recruiting classes this year, by the way. Wow. Yeah, I I mean, it feels much better than 21 because in our heads, we we want to count those transfers. But in the way that recruiting uh, is calculated by the recruiting services, you can't really count those transfers. So it it feels to us better than 21. To say nothing of the fact that there were three guys on the team last year that all all were injured or had to sit out, like Javon Quinterly, like James Rojas, who was one of the nation's top junior college power forwards, like uh, Jawan Gary, who was a a fairly highly recruited uh, high school star. They're all new to the the floor. They're not new to the team, but they'll be new to the floor. Uh, It it just feels like we've had a major talent infusion, a major infusion of just warm bodies and – 21 just doesn't sound like it does justice to to what Nate Oates has done with the roster in one year. So many ways next year will feel a lot more like year one than this past year did. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Sorry, I do, I, I like to mute you. Well, mute me when I'm talking. I like to mute you too, but that would really suck <laughs> the podcast. Everybody does. Um, I, I like to mute me, and then I, sometimes my, my phone doesn't want to click back over in time. I'll try and fix that. If I didn't fix it, y'all get it. Um, any other, anything else you want to throw out there? This will be a rather abbreviated podcast because it is Memorial Day coming up. I'm going to the beach with the Chirin and, um, one of the Chirin's cousins. And, uh, so I will be 
and probably utter hell for most of the weekend, but that's okay. Did you mute yourself? We have lost Jimmy yet again, unbelievably. Jimmy? Can you hear me now? I can Can now. I don't know what you just did. Yeah, I can. Go ahead. Okay. No, uh, next week, uh, next week, when you hear from us, we will be really close. We will be really close to to the beginning of fall camp. I mean, no, you're talking about next week with the traditional start of fall camp. You're talking about only about 74 74 days away next Monday and fall camp is frankly going to start probably a couple weeks before normal. So really we could be as, as little as like 65 days, like just barely, just barely over two months away and boom, we're starting this thing up. Yeah. And I'll tell you, this is the one thing about coronavirus to me that um, because uh, we've had to entertain ourselves and uh, it seems like things have gone by rather quickly. And it, it also because we're updating about coronavirus updates and when things are going to open and it's always been in the news and there's always been this to talk about. I feel like this year has flown by. I mean, we're almost halfway it through really 2020. Is. That's bananas. It, 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 you would think the pandemic would make things creep along. To me, it has flown. I, I don't even understand how or why, but gosh, uh, I'm headed to Tuscaloosa this afternoon for a little trip with the wife, and uh, we have not been to Tuscaloosa since March 13th, which is pretty much the day the pandemic became a really, really, really big thing. Um, it was the day Alabama canceled spring football practice for that day. A couple of days later, it would be canceled, period. Uh, so we have not been to Tuscaloosa since the pandemic started. It, that was only March 13th, but it feels like months ago. It feels like months ago. Yeah. But uh, but it, it 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 has just flown by, and I guess it is months ago. It's more than two months ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is months. That wasn't a great way to put it. It feels almost <laughs> like it's been two months. <laughs> and it but anyway, uh, <laughs> what a quinky dink! Um, <laughs> all right, well that'll wrap us up. Want to say again? Go check out Nico Sports, N I K C O Sports dot com. The best in the business. They got the Tua Tungavalo of football. I've been watching a lot of Tua Tungvaluwa highlights because I'm nostalgic like that and because TV sucks for the most part right now. So I watch nothing but old Alabama stuff, and it's been awesome. So go check out that football, $99, NIKCOsports.com. Part of the proceeds go to the Alabama Make-A-Wish Foundation, and they will certainly appreciate you for purchasing that football, and you will appreciate me for telling you about this football. So it works out for win-win-win. Uh, Jimmy, that's going to do it for us today. So roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.